0: Stand on it. Stand on it the
1: Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association
2: as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rampin' On Racing.
3: welcome once again to Wrappin' on Racing, September 11, 2023. At a real nice show planned for tonight, Bill Korch will kick things off with a report on the World 100 from Eldora Speedway. Tyler Harris will cover all the activities from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, plus two victory lane interviews with Tommy Schoenhofer and Stephen Sheltman. Howie Bayless has a great September 4th interview with late model feature winner from Pittsburgh, Brandon Burgoon. And Howie, we're wrapping up a lot of his uh, interviews we weren't able to get to last week from Jennerstown. That includes the Me Labs, Mike Carlson, John Haversack, Preston Cope, and Joe Maruka. We hope you enjoy tonight's show. You have a good evening. This is the Banker Pop for this evening. Lately, the most expensive vehicle to operate is a grocery cart. In Pittsburgh, we call them buggies.
4: And now back to Don Gamble and more wrapping on Racing. What many consider to be the biggest super late model race of the year, the 53rd annual World 100 was held this past weekend at Tony Stewart's Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. Three days of racing starting off on Thursday night with twin 25-lap features. Ryan Shirley set the fast time in Group A and Chris Madden for Group B. The four heat races for Group A were won by Mike Marler, Earl Pearson Jr., Devin Moran, and Ryan Gustin. The four heat races for Group B were won by Trent Ivey, Bobby Pierce, Shane Clatton, and Jason Figger. Stormy Scott won the first of the B-Mains for Group A, and Matt Shepard took the second one. For Group B, the two B main winners were Kyle Strickler and Garrett Smith. In the first of the two 25-lap features on the night, Hudson O'Neill the winner by more than two seconds. O'Neill is driving the Rocket House car, and he talked about it in Victory Lane.
5: What a great race car that we've had here at the Dream, and flow race at the beginning of the year and here. and Every time we come back, I just feel like we build upon it and just keep getting a little bit better and a little bit better, and I, uh, all day, I just I kept you know bragging to Mark about how comfortable I was and how good I was maneuverable I was and could do anything and so uh, Mark Richards has worked his tail off the last several months uh, you know rocket chassis and everybody back in the shop uh, you know they Mark Mark has a never give up attitude and uh, I, it's, I'm just uh, it's a blessing to be a part of it.
4: Finishing behind O'Neal, Jason Jamison in second, Ricky Thornton Jr. third, Mike Marler fourth, and Shannon Babb fifth. Then rounding out the top 10, Devin Moran, Brian Shirley, Dalton Wilson, Garrett Alberson, and Kyle Bronson. We mentioned O'Neal won by more than two seconds. In the second 25 lap feature, Bobby Pierce won by more than three seconds.
6: The car was dialed in tonight for sure. Um, it was like a slot car around there. in the uh, you know, it was a pretty hammer down, even up on the cushion still tonight, um, just with the cloud cover we had today. And this big hill engine was uh, bad fast. You know, it was just uh, roaring up there. And uh, got a really good race car. I know it's going to slick off a lot on the 100 lappers. So we'll have to find an adjustment, uh, get a little better there. But uh, all in all, great night.
4: Coming in second behind Pierce, Brandon Shepard, Tim McCready third, Jonathan Davenport fourth, and Chris Madden was fifth. Then six through ten went to Jason Fager, Spencer Hughes, Josh Rice, Shane Clanton, and David McCoy. They were back at it on Friday night for two more 25-lap features. First came qualifying with Hudson O'Neill, the fastest in Group A, and Chris Madden, top time in Group B. The four heat races in Group A were won by Hudson O'Neill, Dalton Wilson, Devin Moran, and Joseph Joyner. Group B's heat races went to Chris Madden, Brian Shirley, Mike Marlar, and Shane Clanton. The two B-mains in Group A were won by Nick Hoffman and Mason Ziegler, and Tyler Nicely and Kent Robinson captured the B-mains for Group B. In the first 25-lap feature, Hudson O'Neill suffered a flat tire while leading. Earlier, Jonathan Davenport also had a flat tire. That gave Bobby Pierce a chance to capture the win, and he talked about it in Victory Lane.
6: Yeah, I feel like uh, we were just a podium car tonight. I don't think we were the winning car, so... We got lucky with that, but, um, you know, we kind of tried some stuff tonight, and uh, I didn't really like it as much as last night, so probably end up going back to that. And uh, You know, Hud- Huddy was really quick, and it um, seemed like he was just getting through them corners a lot better than I was, and I know J.D. was right there on us, too, for a little bit, and I um, hated to see it for him, but I knew that was probably the only chance I had because uh, Hudson was pretty fast.
4: Chris Ferguson was second behind Pierce. Devin Moran third, Dalton Wilson fourth, and Earl Pearson Jr. fifth. Six through ten went to Shannon Babb, Nick Hoffman, Garrett Alberson, Joseph Joyner, and Tyler Erb. In the second 25 lap feature, Brian Shirley battled with Ricky Thornton Jr. throughout the race, but Shirley was able to capture the win. And he talked about finally making it to Victory Lane at Eldora.
6: I tell you, I've been uh, dreaming about it, coming here for a long time, a long time, and uh, whew. That one definitely means a lot. It, you know, chasing these guys, you know, you're chasing, you know, Thornton and Bobby all year. And, you know, we just keep coming and coming. And, and uh, you got guys like Bob and Lisa Cohen that just give you everything you can, every opportunity. And then uh, you get a great guy like Brian Conner that just believed in me enough to help me. And uh, look here, we got in victory lanes.
4: Ricky Thornton Jr. finished second. Chris Madden was third. Brandon Shepard fourth. And Stormy Scott fifth. Then came Ryan Gustin. Shane Clanton, Trent Ivey, Mike Marlar, and Jason Fager to round out the top ten. So it was on to night number three, the main event, on Saturday, the 53rd annual World 100. Six heat races were won. First race won by Jason Fager. Jonathan Davenport took the second heat. Cal Bronson won the third one. Heat number four went to Chris Ferguson. Hudson O'Neill captured heat number five. And Mason Ziegler, to get on the pole, One heat number six. In the feature, third starting Chris Ferguson jumped into the early lead as Hudson O'Neill and Mason Ziegler battled for second. After O'Neill moved into second, he then set his sights on Ferguson and passed him for the lead on lap 15. As O'Neill continued to lead and Ferguson started to fade, Bobby Pierce passed Ziegler for second on lap 42. But five laps later, Pierce stopped in turn four with engine problems bringing out the caution. So, where was Superman? Yes, Jonathan Davenport was in the hunt, and he grabbed the lead from O'Neill just past the halfway point of the race, with Ziegler third, Ferguson fourth, and Ryan Gustin in fifth. From there, it became a two car battle between Davenport and O'Neill, with O'Neill trying a slider in turn three that didn't work on lap 90, but another slider attempt a lap later in turn two did work to give him the lead. As O'Neill was ready to take the white flag, Kyle Strickler slowed on the front stretch to bring out the caution and set up a 2 lap shootout. O'Neal got the jump, stretched out his lead, and went on to give the Rocket House car its first-ever World 100 victory. Yes, it was O'Neal's first-ever World 100 win, and he talked about it in victory lane.
5: I was this tall, coming here, sitting up there with my grandparents. I wasn't allowed in the pits, and I watched my dad come so close so many times, and... And I let so much of it, and J.D. got by me, and I, I didn't really get discouraged, but I knew it was going to be hard to get back by him. I don't know. I just uh, I gave it everything it had. I, I, I drove my heart out. I just uh, I didn't know, and I said every cuss word there was under that last caution, too.
4: <laughs> and about getting Mark Richards his first win in the Rocket house car.
5: Mark, Rocket chassis. They've worked so hard to try and win this race, and they won the dream, and it, he just told me 50 years. 50 years it took him to win this race, and today, this isn't for me. This is for Mark. He's gave me such a great race car to, uh, to come out here all three days and just be consistently fast and put me in a position to win that race.
4: Richard said it was a long journey to finally get that first win at the World 100. It's just been something that just seemed like was never going to happen because,
7: you know, with Rodney Combs... We probably should have won it three or four times. We had engine failure and some other stuff. And then, uh, you know, with um, Davey Johnson, you know, he was leading this thing, driving away, and the track rubbered up, and we ended up running third. Josh, a couple times in 2006, probably one of the best races ever. It was only his second year of racing, you know, we had a chance to win that race. And uh, there was a couple others that Josh probably could have won. You know, he was really close to winning.
2: But to come back here and do it with Hudson, the first year for him driving Rocket 1,
4: I mean, uh, it's great. Second-place finisher Jonathan Davenport said they just weren't quite good enough at the end. Congratulations to Hudson. You know, I thought we, we was
2: pretty good there because I could run off the cushion and, and was pretty good. And it just kept building up more and more. And uh, once he got to a big curve there, he, he was he was just a little better than we was. I tried to run it behind him and, and just wasn't as good as uh, he was. But, you know, second's still great.
4: And surprising third-place finisher Dale McDowell had to come from the back to get on the podium. All
8: the credit goes to the guys working, Shane and Landon and, and uh, Dave and Chad, everybody that's helping on the car out there. I mean, we just struggled and got behind. And I wish I could say I just drove it harder and it was me, but but we had to get the car balanced. So it come back around to us, and uh, I'm just going to have to figure out how to start better up here. And, and uh You know, and hopefully we'll have a a better finish, you know, than get up there and dice with them. And then I cost myself on some restarts and stuff tonight, but really never dreamed I'd got up up this far, so it's surprising to me.
4: The top 10 finishers at the 53rd Annual World 100 Hudson O'Neill the winner, Jonathan Davenport second, and Dale McDowell third. Fourth went to Brian Shirley, and Tanner English finished fifth. Then came Mason Ziegler, Chris Ferguson, Ryan Gustin, Tyler Erb, and Brandon Shepard to round out the top 10. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid Racing.
9: It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race, kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Main
1: Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remitto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age main street music and sound is located at 327 main street irwin pennsylvania call 724-382-4633 or email info at mainstreetmusic.com
4: and now more rapid on racing with don gamble and tyler harris
3: All right, fans, good afternoon and welcome to Rapping on Racing. Joining me now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, how are you?
7: I'm doing well as always, Don. How about yourself?
3: Good. You have to be tired. I mean, I caught little glimpses of what was going on at Pittsburgh last night, and it seemed like it was nonstop from the minute the gates opened until it turned the lights on.
7: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, too. Uh, We open our gates at 4 p.m. for a bunch of activities at the racetrack, including a touch of truck featuring our uh, local volunteer fire companies and emergency services vehicles, plus the military vehicles that we had on hand there, courtesy of 2020 Landscaping and Tree Service. Uh, We also had the dunk tank going, and I was the first one up for that. We had the bounce houses going. We had the Chinese auction basket raffle benefit going and all the proceeds from all those games and the dunk tank and everything like that went to the first responders who were a part of the festivities last night so um but not only that the the decision to race with the weather i mean the forecast looked okay but it was just one of those nights where you just never knew if it was going to cooperate or not And at any point it seemed like it could have let loose and uh so not only that, you you kind of have to run an efficient program, and I think we did for the most part. I think we did a great job, and everything turned out really great.
3: Well, every track in the area canceled except you guys. Now on the dunk tank, uh, who was the one that did that to you?
7: <laughs> there was uh, there was a few people. Uh, there was specifically like a, a threesome of kids that were really just uh, adamant that they just continued dunking me, even if. Even if they missed thrilling with the three balls that they had, they would still walk up and push the button anyway. So I mean I, I think it was just basically pay five dollars and dunk the announcers. <laughs> I didn't have much of a choice.
3: Well I noticed that and it wasn't you, it was someone else that this woman she hit the bullseye three times, got frustrated, and just went up and pushed on it and dunked the guy. <laughs> whoever he was. You know, fun is a good yeah. fun is a good thing and you guys were all having fun. And what Jim did with the first responders was amazing.
7: Absolutely. And and in my opinion too, we knew that we were going to do a pre-race ceremony for all of our first responders, military veterans, everything. And um Jim has done such a wonderful job over the years of really making that a highlight of our uh 11 first responder first uh, and an active military uh event. So when it came to putting the plans together for this event, there was nobody better, in my opinion, than to have Jim come out and be a major, integral part of that. And as always, he knocked it out of the park. He did such a great job, and uh, I just can't thank him enough for all of his time and, and really taking that over because he's, he, it's just hard to find anybody who's better than Jim Zufall and stuff like that.
3: He's an amazing guy. Let's talk about the Langer Memorial Race. I think his daughter was part of the festivities.
7: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Stock Invitational. Uh, next year, we're just going to keep it as the memorial. So, the uh, so Josh Langer Memorial. But uh, it was presented by Always Safe, Flagging the Traffic Control, and Driven by Fuel Required. Um, every year, we look forward to this Hobby Stock race and making it the pinnacle for the Hobby Stock season. $1,111 to win. Plus, we were offering up a $250 double-up bounty bonus. So, uh, it was between Steven Sheltman and Logan to If either one of those two drivers won, they were taking home the extra $250 as a part of doubling up in the Stephen W. Johnson Memorial Triple Crown Series, Uh, and then also if any driver could knock one of those two off, they were going to take the $250 off uh, home for claiming the bounty. So uh, there was a lot of uh, excitement going into this race to see how it was all going to play out, and the event produced in a tremendous way. Uh, Just watching Stephen Sheltman and Logan Cattellis and Matt Bernard battle for first, second, and third respectively all race long. It was like watching poetry in motion, Dawn. It was so phenomenal. Uh, It had everything that you could want in the race and then some tremendous passing, good close racing action, the drivers were entering lap traffic, green to checkered race, uh lap 19, Steven Shelton just needs to keep the car straight, and he almost put it into the wall. And here comes Logan Gatellis and Matt Bernard trying to close in to take the spot away from him. Um, it was just a phenomenal night of racing, Don. Really headlined by a fantastic event in memory of a man who, unfortunately, we just lost too soon to pancreatic cancer.
3: Nice field of cars.
7: Always. Yeah, that's what we love about our hobby stocks. They always come out and they always turn up for events like that. And what was really cool, too, you talk about the nice turnout of cars. One of the cars in particular that I was really excited to see was uh, piloted by Perry Rummels Sr. Uh, He had the number 94R out there. It was green and black, uh, painted just like Josh Langer's car, because that was the car that Josh Langer piloted up until his untimely passing back in 2020. So... Uh it was really, really special to have that car back and out onto the track, and um it really, really pulled everything together really nice and and to to encapsulate that in the connection with Josh Lander, you talked about Chloe, his daughter being part of that, her and Josh's mom, Josh's dad, and Josh's niece all gave the command before the race to drive or start your engines and um it doesn't get much more special to, than that to see the family still so involved in the race. Um, They just absolutely love it, and we're so, so thrilled to be able to present that for them every year.
3: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. One of of racing's really nice guys, Tommy Schoenhofer, picked up a win in the late models. Let's talk about that.
7: Yeah, Tommy Schoenhofer Jr., the high side hammer. Um, He picked up his first win earlier this season uh, at PPMS for the first time in like seven years. So he finally got that monkey off his back, and he was kind of getting close a couple times throughout the course of the year, but last night he was dominant. He built up a really nice lead for himself, and uh, he entered into lap traffic, and all of a sudden here comes Tony Mussolino in the Dobnack family-owned number 42 car, closing in two three-tenths per lap. Schoenhofer, the damage had already been done. He'd already built up enough of a lead. Uh, if he was getting through the lap traffic there, he even admitted in Victory Lane that it, 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 the car wasn't as strong as what it needed to be, and he was getting worried. Uh, but that veteran prowess that comes out of a guy like Tommy Schoenhofer Jr., a guy that's been in those positions before, knows how to keep his cool, to keep everything behind the visor intact and run a full 20 laps uh, entirely. So that's exactly what it took to win. So even uh, threatening um, Tony Mussolino wasn't enough to take away Tommy Schoenhofer's win on Saturday.
3: Tommy, really a great guy, Uh, third-generation driver in the Schoenhofer family. Just a nice guy. Uh, Not to be denied, the Pro Stocks had a good race. Let's talk about that.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunate to see Lernerville cancel with the ULMS race there. They were also scheduled to have a 1,000 to win Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately for them, it was fortunate for us. I don't know if it helped our car count at all on Saturday, but we did have a nice field of Pro Stocks on hand, which we were thrilled about. And also a, a couple of new entrants, One, one in particular, Ron Ramsey, uh, who normally races the Charger Division at La Trobe, uh, they run 8-inch tires out there, so they he had to switch it up and, and put the bigger tires on, and uh, that slick-looking Ford Mustang body looked really nice out there. Uh, he struggled a bit. Uh, it was almost like taking a knife to a gunfight, but um, just a difference in engine and stuff like that. But nonetheless, uh, it looked like he was having fun out there to give it a chance. But a tremendous field of cars. It looked like it was going to be Nick Kachuba's night. Um, his lap times were exactly where they needed to be. But unfortunately, the water didn't stay in the radiator, and uh, that's not going to help you any if you want to run 15 laps around third monster half mile. So, uh, unfortunately, he had to pull off under caution. He was able to rejoin the field, but only for a couple of laps. Um, but after that, um, it was it was pretty much a runaway for Cody Catalus, and he dominated, and he becomes the first and uh, three time winner of the season. So. Every, I think there's four two-time winners this season in the Pro Stock division, but Cody Catellus puts himself in a field of his own in the Pro Stocks.
3: Listeners, we're going to need to take a break. Tyler and I will be back after a couple messages.
4: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
1: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
4: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
7: Yeah, a phenomenal race uh, this past Saturday at the Speedway with the Crawford Auto Repair open four cylinders as they begin to make their final preparations for the upcoming Sport Compact Shootout presented by Hollister Hauling. We're uh, really excited to have the second annual running of that event next Saturday, September the 16th. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of many others, the race of the year for 2022, it had everything that you could ever want in a race and then some, uh, with the driver coming up through the field, a bunch of passing, close quarters, racing, a little bit of bumping and banging, a little bit of everything. So we look forward to seeing what that event will produce this coming Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. But... Nonetheless, this past Saturday was great, too. A nice field of cars were on hand to, to get their final preparations in. And it looked like for a little bit there it was going to be Kyle Janis, again, uh, to be the one to beat. Uh, he was leading the race. He was looking to earn his eighth victory of the season. However, something went wrong as he was leading the race, and the car just lost all power. And uh, it's always tough to see if that happens to such a young, successful driver but nonetheless, uh, where there's misfortune, there's opportunity, and Joe Jacobs took full advantage of it. He was closing in on Kyle a few times throughout the course of the race, but it just got a lot more easier once Kyle was no longer a factor, and uh, Joe shows up for the second time this season and earns his first career PPMS victory, got to take the victory lap around the Monster Half Mile with a checkered flag in his hand, and you could just not contain the excitement on Joe's face, so... Uh, Really happy for Joe Jacobs, happy to see a first-time winner like that at the Speedway always, and uh, it was just a great race overall. Good racing, good clean racing, bumper to bumper, and and everything involved with the four-cylinders has been great this season.
3: Take a while for that smile to go away, huh?
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, before he even got the helmet off, he was just excited as could be. And the coolest thing is, too, is his son coming up in victory lane saying, good job, Daddy. Uh, I can't imagine. You know, I'm not a father yet. I look forward to the day that I get to be one. But I just can't imagine that feeling of having the, you know, your, your dad is not only your father, but at that moment, too, he's a superhero of sorts. And I can't imagine how awesome that must have felt for Joe.
3: It is a beautiful feeling. Okay, how about the young guns? Let's talk about them.
7: That was a really cool event, Don. This past Saturday, we can talk about this till the cows go home, man. Uh, The Glassworks Hardtop Shop came to me with an idea uh, earlier this season about putting on a race for the Young Guns where the money that would be raised for this event would go to a charity. So we kind of manipulated it a little bit to see how it would work best, and we thought maybe it might be best to allow the drivers to do the research uh, to pick the charities that they would want to race for, respectively. So uh, the teenage division at our speedway, the young guns, uh, ages between 13 and 19 years of age, uh felt this might be a good opportunity for them to see what local um, and even national Charities have to offer, and and for a multitude of reasons, anywhere from veterans to childhood cancer and everything in between that. So, um, we wanted to put that in their hands to decide. So we called this race the Choice for Change event, and uh, the Glassworks Hardtop Shop put up money for it, and a lot of other money was raised for this event, and the total ended up hitting eleven hundred dollars by the end of the night. So. The driver who won the event would be presented with the check in Victory Lane, and it happened to be Gavin Kacal was picking up the victory on Saturday. He was presented with the $1,100 check in Victory Lane, and now we will set something up to donate that money to the charity of his choice, which was the Veterans Leadership Program. Uh, I think they're maybe based out of Johnstown, Pennsylvania, but I'll definitely do my double check and, and figure that out for sure. But uh, the money will be donated to uh, the, the Veterans Leadership Program in Gavin's name for $1,100. And we just want to thank all of the people who stepped forward to put money into that event. And uh, it's not going away. We're going to do it again next year, and we're going to look to grow it as much as we possibly can because it's just such a cool idea, it's such a cool concept. I'm so happy that uh, Matt Collis with the Glassworks, the hardtop shop, came forward with that idea. And uh, I think it's definitely going to be a stable at PPMS for years to come.
3: Uh, Gavin, I understand is from Oakdale, so he's a local.
7: Yes, yep, right from uh, right down the road in Oakdale, Pennsylvania, and and honestly, Don, my vote for the most improved driver of the year for the Twin State Auto Racing Club uh, nomination. Uh, just watching him race last year and years past, uh, Gavin was a kind of a driver where he couldn't even keep up in pace laps. I mean he just did not have it in him and uh but slowly but surely I, I I dubbed him the dark horse just because he was the one at the at the uh Kentucky Derby that goes off at a thousand to one and he, he would just never have a shot looking at him initially. But over time he's just improved in such leap and bounce. Uh he's just been so tremendous on the racetrack. He knows where to pick his points he almost looks like a veteran out there. And I'm excited for that young man's future. Uh, you can tell him and his family really love this sport. And I uh, look to see uh, what comes forward from Gavin. But we really look forward to presenting that check to the VLP and uh, see what we can do going forward with this event
3: for years to come. I'm interested in hearing about an unadvertised super late model dash. Fill me in.
7: <laughs> yeah. So going back to what we talked about a little bit ago with Lernerville Speedway canceling, um, it really was tough because we never really gave our super late model competitors in our region an opportunity to come test for the Pittsburger or get ready for the Pittsburgh. Um so we wanted to do something for them. And when we found out that Lernerville canceled, uh, we figured that maybe it would make sense with them having quick change air ends that they could quickly switch out of gear and, and come to Pittsburgh and participate if they would like. Um, but I think a lot of them, as soon as they pulled the plug, they decided to go take advantage of doing other things, which is totally understandable. But uh, Tony White reached out and wanted to see if he could come take some laps, and uh, Chris Schneider did the same. So only two cars showed up. We advertised it as $50 per car, winner take all uh, for a 10 lap dash. And, uh, Chris Schneider showed up and, and he claimed a hundred dollars, so. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that we got to see, get a little bit of a sample of what's to come for the Pittsburgh here on Saturday, September the 30th. Obviously, a two-night show with the uh, Friday before the Pittsburgher taking place on the 29th, featuring night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial. And, of course, co-headlined by the second annual Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stock. So, uh, really excited to see this event blo- uh, just blossom. And we're going to have a bunch of news coming out here uh, in regards to the stuff going on after the Friday portion of the Pittsburgh and before the racing on Saturday, uh, September 30th. And all of that is going to be a big, big regard to fuel required and always, say, flagging and traffic control.
3: You bring up a good point. You know, when the drivers see a schedule, uh, they plan their real life around that schedule. And sometimes uh, that's a complication when, things changed, So, uh, fortunately those two were able to come down and get some laps.
7: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I totally get it. Like Mike Norris, for example, wanted to take his wife out to dinner. That's, undoubtedly the right call (laughs) yes wise man (laughs) Uh, logan very wise man yeah logan darren was headed to the beach as soon as they pulled the plug they were headed to the beach and i hey man i totally get it so um i'm just happy that they were able to do it And i think a really cool story in that too dawn is i really want to make mention of this is uh tony white only participated in the 10 lap dash he get, we did give a, an extra hot lap session at the end of the night to Chris and Tony. However, Tony elected to allow his crew member, Austin Grawl, to get behind the wheel of the car. Austin is a great guy, uh, really one of the guys who just put everything he has into the sport. He crews on Dan Angelico's car. He crews for a lot of people throughout western Pennsylvania. Anytime somebody needs a helping hand, he's there to do it. Uh, Jacob Jordan is a prime example as well. He helps uh, Jacob Jordan when he comes to Pittsburgh, too, uh, with his rush modified. So um, Tony said, hey, come on and, and get some laps. So uh, Austin got his first crack at driving a super late model on Saturday at the hot lap session at the very end of the night, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's got to be sort of intimidating out there. That's a big car, big motor, but uh, he handled himself very well. He did a great job, so I'm happy that Austin got that opportunity, and I think it's really cool for Tony White to,
3: to offer that to him as well. Austin's father, Bill, was one of my students at Langley High School, so just another indication of how old I am, but Austin is a heads-up guy, really, really a good kid.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just a kudos more to how small the world it really is, Don. I wouldn't go ahead and say that you're
10: that old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My daughter said I'm older than dirt. Okay. With all the fun activities we were talking about, did we miss anything that we need to share with the listeners?
7: I just want to really just hone in on the fact that we have a big sport compact shootout race and PA Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modified, It's the fastest trip down memory lane you'll ever experience coming up this Saturday, September the 16th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Plus our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions. Uh, Man, points are drawing to a close in a quick matter. Some very, very close points competitions happening, especially with the Rourke Automotive Chevrolet Performance Rush Dirt Late Models. You have Brandon Burgoon and Cole Patrell going at it. Uh, Cole Patrell currently trailing Burgoon by just $1 point, and we've got two points races still left to go this season, so uh, you, the opportunity to come to PPMS is definitely diminishing in a quick matter, but you can view our schedule right now at ppms.com backslash schedule, and then also make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. Uh, we'll have our weekly highlight video available sometime midweek here on YouTube. We'll share it to our Facebook page, but uh, we're really excited to get the season wrapped up here. Um, sad to see it go, but it's really exciting whenever you got the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series coming to top it all off on Saturday September the 30th. So, uh, we're really excited for the Pittsburgher this year and we hope everybody else is as well.
3: Tyler Harris, I thank you an excellent report. You have a nice day.
7: You do the same. Thanks, Don.
9: Sure enough, hitting the scales now in the Jack Siak Memorial Tech Center. He's got to get the thumbs up to make it official and he does. Tommy Schirtenhofer Jr. is officially a two-time winner this season here in Pittsburgh, and we will speak to him in victory lane. He's climbing out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for the high side hammer, Tommy Schirtenhofer Jr. Why stop at one on the season when you can claim to your second win of the 2023 racing season? Tommy, congratulations on a very well done
11: job here tonight and on a pretty good season overall. Thank you. Uh, We weren't even coming. We were going to go race a super at Lernerville tonight. So we got lucky and came here and when we thought it was going to rain, we decided to come here. Well, I appreciate your consideration of coming here. Definitely paid
9: off in the long run. Always good when you can make a visit back to Victory Lane here. You didn't have a rearview mirror in this car, and it's probably good that you didn't because Tony Mussolino was coming, especially as this race continued on and lap traffic became a factor. Uh, he was closing in quickly, but you had the right stuff to get it done here tonight.
11: Yeah, I was worried there. I, um, when I got to lap traffic, I couldn't go as well. Uh, they, the track was dirty, and I just couldn't arc through the corner how I wanted to. So.
9: I think that has a lot to speak, though, with your veteran status, your experience in these race cars. You know whenever you're in lap traffic and you know when you're leading a race what to look for, what to do,
11: what to think of, and it paid its dividends here tonight. Yeah, the experience does help there. Uh, and the lap cars are so so close to being up to speed with us, like it's only a few tenths, and it's harder to pass them. And when you get behind them, they are hard to pass, not because of anything other than they're, they're still fast, too, when they're trying to race. You got a big show coming up here in a few weeks. It's the first or the first two nights, I guess, of the Bill
9: Hendrum Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series plus the 30,000 win Pittsburgh are presented by Big River Steel. Big
11: opportunities for you to get back here to Victory Lane and put your mark on a national status. What do you think? Oh, we'll try. Uh, hopefully we can win one of the great ones and we just we want to make the feature for the super race. So, we'll be back here at the end of the month. Cole beans, and we will talk to you about your sponsors and crew that helps you every, each and every single week for this car. Uh, McClyman's Transit, uh, Carmody's Grill, Rocket Chassis, Schoenhofer Welding, uh, my crew, my dad, my uncle, and all my family that supports me.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for tonight's feature winner in the Roark Automotive Chevrolet Performance Rush Dirt Late Models. Give it up for the high side hammer, Tommy Schoenhofer Jr. Oh. Sheltman got the thumbs up. And it's official, barring any post-race tech, that Steven Sheltman is your winner of the third annual Josh Langer, Hobby Stock Invitational, winner of $1,111. And some donuts as well over there in turn number four. So Sheltman's car is overheating, and they're trying to make sure that they get that taken care of before shutting the vehicle off. They're trying to preserve the engine. So that is why the delay over here in Victory Lane, just want to make sure that they can keep the car kept heated down and cold down. Pouring water all over the car right now. He's out of the car, he's waving the flag. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner, Steven Sheltman! well done sir you win not only a very prestigious event the third annual running because you become the first ever two-time winner of this event you win $1,111 you win $250 for a double up bonus but most importantly you honor tonight Josh Langer in his memory you have Chloe here his daughter in victory lane this one's got to be special
12: yeah it is I remember the the first race I won she wasn't much taller than the trophy and uh, it's amazing to see how much she's grown up in two years and uh I didn't think I had anything for him after the uh, heat race, but uh, I had a brand-new, 100% brand-new tire. All the tread came off of it. I'll I'll, I'll show you a picture later, but, yeah, all the tread came off, and I was wondering why I was so slow, and then when I pulled in the pits and saw the tire was delaminated, I was actually kind of happy knowing that there was an issue with the car. But, uh, yeah, it was a good race. The track crew is doing an awesome job with this track. Uh, Blair and his... uh, his, uh, his whole crew, uh, his lady friend, Tabitha. I don't know if it's his girlfriend or wife, but uh, everybody's doing a great job here. I, I got couldn't have done this without uh, Shane. He was my tire guy. Uh, AJ, my dad. We had a miss in this car. I changed the fuel pump, spark plugs, wires, distributor, vacuum modulator on the transmission. I, I mean... I threw everything at it and it fixed it. Uh, so I'll just thank my sponsors Keystone Coachworks, Braun Ability, my mom and sister are watching. Uh, uh, man, I'm forgetting a lot of people. Hurley Builders, Key, Wedgeco Welding, Engine by Pole Jack, Bob and Jane Homitsky, South Park Used Cars, uh, Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment, uh, Chrissy Rackley, thanks. Uh, uh, Cheplick Packing, uh, Jamal, John. Big John, I don't know if I said Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment, but I'll put them in there again. J&J Racing, Ref Racing, Dave, and uh, last, uh, but most importantly, uh, Nugent Contracting, I always keep him for last.
9: Uh, real quick, too, before I let you go, I do have to ask you, I'd be remiss, obviously you had three cars battling, yourself, Logan, and Matt there at the early stages of the race, but on lap 19,
12: things get a little hairy over in turn one. What's going through your mind when that happens? Uh, what was going through my mind was is the driver stepped on it, and uh, the only reason I stepped on it was because I know Matt and Logan are real good racers. They're fast, and uh, I was giving it everything I had, and uh, I'll take a little bit of damage. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's
9: hear one more. Time for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational winner. Give it up for Stephen Sheltman.
4: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
13: Welcome back to Rappin' on Racing, race fans. And right now we're going to grab a word with one of the favorites as we go into the end of the season, the big money on the line down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. For the crates, we're going to talk to current point leader, pilot of two cars, the number five and the number 60, Brandon Burgoon. Brandon, welcome back to Rappin' on Racing. Oh, thank you for having me. Hey, Brandon, this year you came in and you teamed up with Bob Bentz and uh, Ken Chernick and been bouncing between their two cars. And I know you guys took a night off to go race somewhere else, but here you are late in the season leading points. And championships are nothing new to you at PMS. You picked up some super late model championships um, aboard your family-owned car. And uh, what's it like getting to come back home and race?
14: Oh, it's, it's definitely great. I'll say I never really expected to be racing again. So uh, I'll say this year's just, I mean, it's been a very good year. I mean, I never expected any of this. I mean, we were good last year when I hooked up with Ken and Bob. We were dealing with some issues last year, but this year, I mean, everything's just clicked, and it's just been a hell of a year.
13: How important would this championship be besides getting – back literally in your backyard you're born i mean listen i'm fat i could walk to your house and not be out of energy you're you're like two houses up from the up on kelso but i mean coming into your own backyard but more importantly you got a special fan with you now your son mark and how how big has it been getting mark involved in the races
14: oh it's been awesome i'll say because at the beginning of the year you know he didn't really like the noise and stuff but you know and we i drive past the track all the time going home with them and you know he kept saying he was going to come and then finally he did and yeah i I love having him here at the track with me it's awesome especially when we win
13: and you you've had a lot of success here you're a former western pennsylvania rookie of the year um your rookie season you won the biggest race that they had here that season which was the joke george memorial and uh you were sharing a ride with Laura Lucon at the time, and then you and your dad went on your own, and you hooked up with Todd Sorenzi and now you're back racing here with uh, Ken and Bob and, and your dad, and you know, you've had a lot of good wins, you know, that first super win, the first semi-late win, but overall, where would you rate the first night that you got to take your son to victory lane?
14: Oh, that was, I'd say that's, that's probably the top, you know, it's something, you know, like I said, I never expected to be racing before, and you know once i did that's all i really wanted to do is just get one victory lane with him in the pitchers and stuff and share it with him so it's been pretty cool i say he's been here for most of them this year also so uh most of the wins and uh, i'll say that's that's definitely ranks at the top having him with me
13: how would it big would it be for the championship i mean like i said you you ran you never actually ran a full year in the steel semi-lates or steel blocks, whatever you want to call them. And uh, your second year, you are in the family-owned super and been running that up until basically PMS dropped them. And you guys kind of disbanded at your team. But you've, you've had some success with Bob Benz before uh, a couple years ago. I know you filled in and set fast time for the crates at the Pittsburgher and gave up the ride, showing how big of a team player you are because – their normal driver was running somewhere on friday and couldn't be here so you jumped in the car but you know Corey drove the car but what was it like getting that phone call from bob and ken and asking them to come join their team uh,
14: it was something i definitely wasn't expecting uh i said i i mean i i definitely missed racing so i figured you know let's give it a shot and see where it goes and like i said i wasn't expecting all of this and i'll say hopefully we can just stay consistent here i mean i really don't worry about points so you just figure you try to race or win every night out and the points will work out themselves
13: do you miss the uh the super or, or that time has gone and passed and you're you know obviously you're happy now because you got somebody else paying the bills but you know you're getting the race
14: Yeah, that's exactly the the thing. I mean, I'm getting the race. You know, whether it's a crate or super, it doesn't matter to me. It's just, you know, fun to race, and, you know, we're having an incredible year, so I I really don't have any complaints.
13: Just a dumb question. I don't know if you know the answer, but how are your times in the crate compared to your times that you were turning in the super? I know the crate's gone faster, but have you guys, I mean, time-wise and speed-wise, can you tell much difference between the cars?
14: I know when I was running both at one time, you could definitely tell the speed difference in power between the crate and super. I mean when I first hopped into a crate car it was like it, it almost felt like running a go-kart to me compared to a super late. But um time wise I've never really tried comparing them or looked them up or anything, but I'll say but now I think I've been out of a super for a while. I know if I probably got back in one I'd feel like I was flying out there, you know, since I'm kinda used to the crates now.
13: Now's the time for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped put the Stains Transmission, Chernick Motorsports, um, Car 5 and 60, um, into the point lead and possibly a
14: championship ride. Yeah, I got to thank, uh, Bob Benz, Ken Chernick for giving me the opportunity, uh, Brian Dougherty, Ingram Race Engines, uh, Close Racing Supply, Napa Auto Parts, uh, I say I know I'm forgetting somebody else. It's always so hard remembering all these sponsors when you're put on the spot. Uh, Franklin Rear Ends, Rocket Chassis. uh, I say I got to thank everybody for giving me this incredible opportunity.
13: And what does the future hold? Are you guys planning on coming back next year?
14: Uh, We haven't really discussed it, but I imagine that would be the plan. Uh, You know, say hopefully. You know, if not, I'm I'm happy. You know, with what we've accomplished here, but I imagine we'll be running again next year.
13: Well, race fans, be sure to keep an eye on Brandon Burgoon. When you come to PMS and you can see Burgoon, whether it's in a 5, a 17, a 60, or whatever number it is, that car is going to be going to the front. I guarantee you that. Thanks for your time, Brandon.
9: Thank you for having me. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race, kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com.
1: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
4: And now more Rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. With the father and son
13: that combined have six wins this year at Jennerstown Speedway in the Ron Collision Center Street Stocks. Four of those wins go to the dad, former Street stock champion at the Motor Drum Speedway back in 1993, the pilot number 37, Mr. Rick Milab, and picking up his career's t- first two wins, Rick Milab Jr., pilot number 21. Welcome back to racing, Mr.
15: Milab. Uh, thank you. It's been about a 30 year stretch there. I, I ran in the 90s for three and a half years, got a championship down Motor Drum, and then uh, Midlife came and gone, and I talked to my son about getting back into racing. He said, let's do it. So over the three years of helping me, he learned this sport. He said, that's it, the fourth year, I want to do something. I said, well, let's just start the street stocks. I have a spare one, put it together. And lo and behold, he's, he's beating me at the beginning of the year here. So I'm proud, I'm proud of him. Now, I have, to, I have to ask, what is it like when you're
13: out there, and racing is a team sport, but it's an individual competition. It's you against the field. How do you brush aside that that 21
15: has the same name as me? Well, it, it, they're equal cars, there's no doubt, but uh, you know, I know he can race me clean, just vice versa. So if, if I'm running behind him, I'll follow his line, and if it's really, really good, I'll just follow his line to try to keep you know, a good pace, get away from the field. And then we'll just wait to the end to see who has a better car. And Rick Jr., what is it like racing your
13: dad? I mean, I I don't know if you were a little boy back when your dad was racing back in the 90s. And you're related to the Corden. I believe uh, Mark is your uncle. And your dad and Mark and Jack Satosky, they were racing together and winning championships. Now, Mark Corden is out of racing uh, Jack Satosky's in. he took his final checker. He's up in heaven, and yep. now your dad's here, and he's the leader of uh, MeLab Racing. But what's it like getting to compete against your dad?
16: Uh, I mean, I grew up in the pits of these tracks, uh, Jennerstown and Motodrome, and uh, it just—it was always like these guys were superheroes. And uh, I just always you know, looked up to them as competition i could never really reach and stuff and now that i'm here living it it's it's just it's more than real it's hard to even explain it in words but uh yeah just a lot of guys from back in the day a lot of guys that aren't with us anymore and uh but racing with the old man um it's it's one thing seeing different colors come up in your rearview mirror but when you see this bright orange thing coming up on you your heartbeat gets going a little bit faster you know at least mine does so but uh, it goes to show how much room's out on the track, though. When we're side-by-side we're side with each other. You know, I, I can trust him. He can trust me because, you know, the track is wide enough, you know. So
13: now, Now the big question, what's mom say about you two competing against each other? Does she have a rule? What happens at Jennerstown stays at Jennerstown? We're going to have Thanksgiving dinner as a family, damn
16: it. Well, she's been pretty lucky on the stress side of things, I think, because we haven't really been super competitive in the same race a lot over the— past year here and stuff but now i think we're supposed to we're starting to get it locked in here a little together at the same time so i'm excited to see uh what these last races have here for us and it's
13: it's kind of funny your dad won last week and you went over the scales jumped out of your car and you're like you know officials were like you gotta go across scales you're like that's my dad that won and i'm gonna get my picture taken with that old man
16: yeah a picture lasts a lifetime you know and uh I, I want to be in it you know it's you know memories are hard to come by and uh the good ones are definitely hard to come by so
15: it is what it is every week's a new week well i know about five years ago my wife i told my wife was i was going to get back into racing her exact words were, you're stupid and crazy wasting your money save your money why are you doing that i said there's nothing else to do i said i have my 70 chevelle done and it's just nobody 's go cruising with. So I'm going to come up to The track is in my backyard. It's like 15 minutes away. And uh, when I discussed that with my son, he said, let's do it. And then here we are.
13: How much pride do you take as a dad seeing your son carrying on the family tradition?
15: Oh, it's cool as hell. You know, it is. Uh, I've had people tell me that. And uh, I've had people say, when are you going to retire and put all your concentration on your son? I said, well, he's got plenty of years to go. I'd need a couple more, and I'll go year by year. And real fast, one question I like to ask the drivers, where did your number
13: come from? I know you, you're still running the 37 that you ran back in the 90s. Yeah, my
15: number came from when I was, I believe, 14 years old. I got into uh, motocross racing, and uh, I raced inside a motor jump. Uh, back in the 80s, early 80s, they had a motocross track inside the pits of Motor Drum Speedway when it was dirt. And I needed the number. I got my AMA license, and I started going through my motocross action magazines. And I said, man, this dude had a hell of a nice-looking font, 3.7. It wasn't from Earnhardt. It wasn't from Seven Championships, a lot of people think. It was just a font I seen when I was racing motocross on the number plate, and I kept it ever since.
13: And, Junior, where did the 21 come from?
15: Yeah, it's funny you brought up my uncle, Mark Corden. Uh,
16: I was big into football growing up, and he was a running back for North Star, and so was I. So when I got into high school, I kind of took after him a little bit and took on the 21 number. And then getting into racing, I figured I would just kind of honor him in the same way, too, uh, and carry over that number 21. Plus, it's a little bit lucky, too. <laughs> now, I'll tell
13: you a funny story about your uncle. Um, the Corden brothers got into racing at one point or got back into racing i just i'm not exactly sure but they built a number 30 and jack Satoski was the driver and he drove for a year and then mark built a charger or pure, pure stock back then no. no i'm wrong
15: no it started out jack satosky built a charger for his boy donnie satosky ran it one year and then quit. So Jack ran it the second year in the Chargers and it had his old number 30 from late model days back here. Then he wanted to jump up street stocks. That's when Corden stepped in, put the money up, put Jack in it one championship, Jack quit. And Mark Corden actually bought a used pure stock, did real good the first year, won championship, moved up into Jack's 30.
13: Do you remember? Were you there the day that Mark was down at, or yeah, Mark was at practice at Motor Drum, and he pulled in and he's like, "Man, I was flying, I was flying. This is so much fun. I was flying." And they're like, "Oh yeah, you're the man, Mark. You're the man." He goes, "What were my times?" And the one guy looked at him and said, "We're just glad you beat it, beat the forty second, forty five second,
15: Mark." I don't remember that one, but I remember uh, they'd always had a big race down Motor Drum, uh, f- like a Fourth of July thing, and it was a 50-lap l- double points. And somehow Mark got out there in the lead, and I reeled him down, and, and I, I hit him so hard in the ass, and it shook him up. He took off, and he just lapped the field after that. I finished second. He won by a tremendous lead. That, that's one I remember at Motor Drum with me and him.
13: And you had success here at Jennerstown, a lot of wins, but no championship. Um, junior what would it mean to put the MeLab name in the championship records
16: uh good end of this season i was just hoping to get my first win uh, points championship wasn't really in the cards for me I, I started off super consistent though and had a good start on everything but then had some motor problems and brake problems and then tr- started changing the setup to t- chase that and everything and been struggling here lately but Maybe next year we'll give a go at it, hardcore for it and everything, but uh, that wasn't really the goal this year, but it's been fun. Let's go ahead now and thank the
13: crews that keep the 21 and the 37 Ron Collision Center uh, Street Stocks on the track, and let's go ahead and thank your marketing partners. Uh, we'll go with age before beauty, so Senior, it's your turn.
15: Well, I'd like to thank uh, Tony Taz that owns the Archery Zone in Johnstown, and uh, my brother and his wife that owns Sheer Indulgence in Donegal, and Brian Pritzley's custom machining in Somerset, as well as HALP flooring in Somerset. Any of my crew are the Coomthrough boys, and uh, Levi Sheeler and uh, Josh Zerifos, and my son, and uh, Mark Corden. And Junior? Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Nick Berkey with Right Elevator.
16: They've been along with us for a ride from the beginning. Uh, as long as Russ Brumball with Pro Body Nutrition down on Scalp Avenue um cliffy's air Force is a big help um the name is pretty popular around the track too it has some wins in the four cylinder class and cliffy's raced here and stuff too so he helps me out mark Corden, oh, uh in, rocket raccoons got me tuned up now uh scott swank with indian lake realty um I'd like to thank the division sponsor, Ron Delano, Ron's Collision Center, and all the fans and staff and everybody that keeps it going. Great chance. Be sure to keep your eyes on the Me Labs. No,
13: no matter what happens on the track, mom said you guys are going to have Thanksgiving dinner together. Thanks again for your time, guys. Thanks, Allie.
10: Number one Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
4: Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochrane.com.
17: Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342.
13: Race fans, welcome back to Rapping on Racing. And right now we're going to grab a word with a two-time winner this season, as we enter the late part of the season at Jennerstown Speedway, the pilot of the Maruka Motorsports, car number 90, Joey Maruka. Joey, congratulations on a good year. First time in your career you've had multiple wins in the late model.
2: Thanks, Howie. Yeah, it's uh, first time, you know, in a long time we've had mul- multiple wins in a season. And, you know, just been fortunate we've had a good car under us, kept it on, in one piece all season so far. Now, one thing with you, you're running a little different
13: car. Port City left-handers seem to be the chassis of choice, but you're running a Seneca chassis. And you've been with the Seneca, I believe, about four years
15: now?
2: Uh, We've we've been with the Seneca chassis uh, for almost eight years now. This is our second one with them. And we've just been happy working with them and got a good group of guys that, that help us from them.
13: Now, Joey, one thing about you, you got your start back in the go-kart days, and you were very successful. Um, So successful, you actually moved to North Carolina to race go-karts, and you actually ended up working at Richard Childress Racing. Now, with all the success that you had early on, how hard was it when you made the move into the late models? And being a true rookie back at the Motor Speedway, you guys struggled, but it seemed like once you guys got to the Center your Cars and at Jennerstown, just the track and everything suits your driving style?
2: Uh, it was a big jump from uh, the go-karts into a late model. Uh, you know, whenever we did it, we uh, kind of thought that, well, we wanted to end up in a late model, so we figured might as well just start there instead of spending money on, you know, some other, other cars to get us there. And, yeah, we had some uh, tough seasons, but, uh, you know, Ten, 10 years later, uh, we're running pretty decent.
13: Do you uh, kind of looking back regret starting on a late model? Do you think you would have, I don't want to say done better, but maybe learned more at less expense starting in uh, lower division?
2: I don't know if we would have learned more or or, or spent less money. Uh, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty on it. Uh, I guess I I'm want I don't like really looking back on things. You know, when we make decisions, we we uh, move forward on them and. Don't look back. What made you guys decide to go with the Seneca chassis, just to
13: be different or more feedback?
2: Uh, well, we had some help from Gary Ballew back at the time that, that, that we did switch to uh, the Seneca from a left-hander. And uh, During the offseason, we looked at Port City, uh, Seneca, uh, uh, in Hamke and, and, and some others over that time period, and we just felt like the, the opportunity with the Seneca chassis was the best way to go for us.
13: And this season something a little different you're not running for points for the first time in your career and it's been your most successful career year in the late model like i said two wins going in tonight the 75 lapper and, and the way you ran last week um you have to be one of the favorites
2: uh, i don't know if we're a favorite but we're going to be one of the cars out there uh far as uh, you know running a, you know not running a points uh yeah it may have helped us uh and i'm getting to spend a little extra time with my wife and uh, newborn son at home and what's it like now being a
13: dad i mean maruka motorsports should be called maruka family motorsports your dad your uncle uh everybody works on the car is almost related to you or close enough they could be family
2: uh they are all family even if they're not related to us by blood but uh the the coolest thing in my racing career was a few weeks ago and i to get to have my son in victory lane, so that was pretty cool to do. And y- y- you pay homage to your son, I
13: mean, it's, he's on the hood.
2: Yeah, you know, we didn't have a sponsor to go on there this year. Hopefully, next year, you know, with us running good this year, we can get a sponsor. But it was pretty cool to put his face on there. I saw Corey LaJoy had his face on a car back at Daytona a year or two ago, and I thought it would be uh neat to do that for my son.
13: And what are the plans? I mean, you're here for the night for the 75-lap, or we have one more week left at Jennerstown, and then we hit the off-season. Are you guys going to, um, I don't want to say update, but maybe uh, go sell the car and get a new one, or are you going to send this one down to Seneca to get gone through, or just put it aside and
2: enjoy your sun this winter? I really don't know what the plans are. Uh, over the off-season, as far as the car goes, I highly doubt we'll be getting a new car, but... Uh, I'm not sure what we'll do we'll hang out uh play with my son you know over the off season and uh kind of get ready for next year i'm sure we're gonna just run a part-time season again next year i think you
13: ever thought about heading down to florida for the uh asphalt world series uh
2: yeah it would be nice to do that two things it's probably uh gonna hurt us one my age and two the only way we could do it is we can get a major sponsor to put their name on a car to go down to do that Well, it does take a lot of money
13: to even come up to Jennerstown, and why don't we go ahead right now and recognize the crew of Maruka Motorsports and the marketing partners that you do have.
2: Uh, First of all, I want to thank my mom, my dad, and my Uncle Frank. If it wasn't for them, uh, we wouldn't be here. Uh, Nick Rosa is my crew chief, Uh, Bernie, Huggy, uh, my wife, son, and everybody else that uh, has been here uh, helping us throughout the year.
13: We talked a couple minutes ago about the night that you won with your son. Would you say
2: that's the biggest win you've had, even though it's just a weekly show? I would say that would be ranked up as uh, probably one of my top wins in my entire career, having him there with me.
13: And the best part was he was was awake, and I was teasing you guys because it was late in the night, and I'm like you know did you guys slip some red bull in his uh his bottle for the night
2: i was surprised he stayed up he was here for the the first feature the the makeup feature and i never anticipated him even being able to stay awake for that let alone stay awake for the second one
13: well i know it's it's great and it's it's awesome to see you your dad and your grandson all in the same pitch and now you're no longer the baby you're you're now the middle guy
2: uh, hopefully one day, uh, I'll be standing here as his crew chief one day. Uh, it sounds like Nick Rhodes, this job's in
13: jeopardy. Uh, it might be when I retire. Hey, Ray Sands, be sure to keep an eye on the Maruka Motorsports car number 90, Joey Maruka. Joey, thank you for your time. Thanks, Howie. Have a good day.
3: I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevesgarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the Best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Business owners,
1: if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Wrappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, WrappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email racin at gmail.com.
13: Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with the defending. Somerset Trust Company, four-cylinder champion at the Jennerstown Speedway, the pilot of car number 40, Mr. Jonathan Habersack. Did I say the name right? Habersack. Habersack, that's what I said. You weren't paying attention. Jonathan, welcome to wrapping on Racing, and congratulations on that championship last year. Last year was a breakout year for you. You made the switch over to a Chevrolet and picked up a couple wins, but more importantly, that track championship and for all the good luck you had last year, it seems like the bad luck caught up to you this year.
8: Yeah, definitely. Uh, last year was a God-given year and won five races and the Northeast Region Championship for NASCAR and track championship for here. Yeah, last year we took over uh, Michael Saylor's car from two years ago and uh, had some pretty good luck with it, but then this year kind of kinda went away a little bit, but we're tracking it back down and we're gonna we're gonna try and win. We're gonna try and win these last two races and give her all we got. You know they say when
13: you're lucky, you're lucky, and when you're good, you're good. And last year with both luck and good, and it just seems like you go to make improvements in the off season, and not everything works the way that it's supposed to. You have a plan. Um, how hard was this year? I mean, you know you came obviously it's the car to beat and just hasn't been a year but it shows you how good of a person you are when you don't go over and pout you just come back go back to the shop make the changes and hopefully uh, come back with a better car next week
8: yeah that's that's how it's really been all year we got the got a lot of gremlins this year and blown motors transmissions this uh car hasn't been handling great because last year it got it got in a few wrecks and got bent up pretty bad but took us all season but we're about back to our our normal our normal times and we're, we're, we're starting to get back to the car to be to the car to beat how big
13: was it making a switch over to this chevrolet um i don't know if it's a cobalt or a cavalier cavalier i mean you started out you're racing a dodge and it doesn't seem to be the most popular brand but it made you learn how to drive the car and then when you got into Chevrolet, it was like going into a Cadillac.
8: Yeah, the well, the Dodge was a was like a boat anchor. That thing was really heavy, but got a little faster and m- made me learn how to how to race c- good and clean and save everything. That's that's one of the reasons why I I guess I'm as good as I am. But a lot of that was from my dad. He taught me all the stuff I know. So,
13: and you actually got your start in racing with your dad as being part of uh, Jason Holder's pit crew. And how hard was it to transition
8: from working on them to driving them? Uh, well, it kind of just like all fell into place and all, well it, from this to a, a street stocks a very, very big learning curve, but concepts about the same, but it, it paid off, I guess pretty good.
13: Would you like to move up next year? Or are you going to come back with the four cylinder? Uh, we, we got a, cu- a couple offers on
8: on bigger cars, but I think I'm going to stay in this one more year, and I don't want to go out with a, with a bad year. I don't want last year to be like a, like it was a one-time thing. I want to come back next year ready to race and ready to win another championship.
13: And let's go ahead now and thank the pit crew that works on this number 40 and uh, the marketing partners that you have for Haber Sack Racing.
8: Well, I'd like to give a big shout-out to uh, Mike Mole Mole Racing, Travis Schaefer, uh, Hilligas Racing, Kristen and Steven Lakin, uh, Shane Schaefer Incorporated, the Wicked Googly, uh, O'Shea's Candies, Tony Subs, Iron City Epoxy, Mattress by Appointment, GJCTC, Palmar Stores, Romans Pizzeria, uh, uh, Shorty's Bar and Girl Restaurant, uh, Alluring Edge, uh, Polished by Page, Habits Beer and Tobacco, and uh, in memory of Dave Holder and uh, Libby Strong and knuckleheads right chance be sure to keep your eyes on car number 40 in
13: somerset trust companies jonathan habersack the driver jonathan i know that win is right around the corner for you buddy
8: yeah we're getting like i said we're, we're really getting there and we're getting back to our our winning ways
13: i'm sure it's going to come soon Thanks for your time jonathan
8: thank you
3: i'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe Trobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work.
10: Number One Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery
1: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Race
13: fans, welcome back to Rapping on Racing. And right now, we're going to get a word with one of the most improved drivers at DeGenerstown Speedway, the pilot of the Stoystown Auto Record car number 90 modified, Mr. Mike Carlson. Mike, welcome to Wrapping on Racing. Welcome. How you doing? I'm good. And uh tell you what. It's been a nice, consistent year for you. A lot of top 10, a couple top 5s. Um, people might not realize, this is, what, about your 10th year of racing? Yeah, about 10, 15 years, yeah. And constant improvement. And this left-hander chassis it just seems like... It seems to really fit your driving style and you started out your career first as a sponsor and then you started out in the street stocks but probably the past oh four years five years you've been in the modifieds and what division do you like best
18: i like the modifieds but at heart i'm a street stock guy
13: what do you like so much about the modifieds the open wheels close competition open wheels competition um just the speed of them that's all and a couple weeks ago, you made the trip out to Ohio to compete out in Midville, and how did that work out? We got rained
18: out. That's about all we did was sit there and wait for the rain.
13: But what was it like just being able to go to another track and uh, see a, a smaller track in Jennerstown, but see how the other racers race? It
18: was nice. It was a difference. Uh, we plan on going back there in October to see what we could do and hopefully race a little bit there next year.
13: Now, I mentioned earlier, it's been a very consistent year. What's it going to take to make this a great year? A win. Well, at least you're, you're, you're not hiding any facts about it. And, uh, you know, like I said, you've been getting better every week. And that win is going to be coming. But let's go ahead and talk about the marketing partners and the team that keeps us number 90 on the track. Uh, you bet's uh, Pilot Car, um the gun rack, uh,
18: Southside Transfer Service, LJ's Construction, Route 40 feed—they all help us get this where we're at every week.
13: And you've been here at Jennerstown all year competing. And I noticed you started selling off some stuff. Are you gonna build a new car for next year, or what are the plans? Nope, just cleaning up the garage. That's all.
18: We're, we'll have this car next year, maybe a new body, but we're pretty set in this car
13: and what is it about the left-hander chassis that you seem to like i mean it, you know you're what past two or three modifies have all been left-handers uh,
18: they're just easy to to work with they're easy to get parts for once you get them set up they're set up they're they're pretty good chassis
13: and like i said your foray into racing has been kind of unique you started out originally as a sponsor and do you think that was an advantage or disadvantage to getting into racing? A um, little bit of both. You know, we, we just sponsored and we decided, well, we're going to
18: drive too. And that's what we started doing.
13: And you bring your family and make it a family event. And that has to be worth its weight and goal right there. It is.
18: They come up every week, good or bad, and cheer us on. And no matter how good we finish
13: or how bad we finish, their biggest support we have. And what's it like when you pull into a track such as Jennerstown? I mean, this is the pinnacle of short track racing. Uh, It's a challenge. You know, you got a a lot of
18: competition, and you're like, man, we got to get to where they're at. And it just takes time.
13: Well, Mike, I appreciate your time, and um, good luck the rest of the year. And trust me, that win will be coming. Thanks, Howie.
4: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
17: Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush, and father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412 351 5342.
13: Wrapping on Racing Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with the pilot of the model uniform car number 24 Pro Stock at the Jennerstown Speedway, Mr. Preston Cope. Preston, welcome to Wrapping on Racing.
19: Thanks for having me.
13: Now, a lot of people are thinking Preston Cope, and for years, You've been running dirt modifieds in the Rush series. Um, the big block modified chassis with a um, Rush 602 in it. About what? Two, three years ago you made the switch over to the asphalt at Jennerstown and you seem to be one of the guys who thrive on these crate motors. What is it that you like so much about them?
19: Well, with the crate motor, there's a lot more uh, input for the driver as in you know how to keep your momentum up. Uh, I say, you know, the de- both dirt on it and asphalt you're uh, you're trying to keep the car up to speed so you can you know keep your keep the momentum through the corners the best you can uh you know i i haven't very had much experience with a higher horsepower engine like a big block but you know hopefully it'll come one day but you know just being a part of the crate deal it's it's been a lot of fun you got you gotta learn a, a whole different mindset and uh it's it's one of the best racing you can get
13: what made you decide to come over to the Asphalt? I know you teamed up uh, years ago with Jerry Schaefer, and you are part of the Schaefer Racing Team with the uh, Rush Modifieds. Um, what made you decide to come to the Asphalt? And why don't you tell the fans, and wrapping on Racing Land, where did you get your start in racing?
19: So we made the switch over the Asphalt when uh, Jim Bryce, uh, my teammate over at Jerry Schaefer Racing, we, um, he got – one of the uh, pro stocks here from Town Speedway, and you know he started racing, and I, I've always wanted to do asphalt since I was a little kid. Um, and so when he got the opportunity, we 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 got our own car as well, you know, and we Jerry allowed me to go dirt or uh, go asphalt racing, and you know it's been a blast, and I've had a ton of fun with it. Um, you know, I got my start in racing with go karts back when I was 6, 7 years old running the Good Hope Speedway, Slippery Rock uh, you know, tracks like that around here the from eastern Ohio to western Pennsylvania and you know, we've had a lot of fun with it and uh, I've had some asphalt runs on go-karts as well, I, I don't really remember them much because I was a lot younger but uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun and you know, coming over to race asphalt here at Generous Town Speedway, it's been a blast I've had a lot of fun, a lot of respectful racing between the competitors and you know you can't get any, you can't get any better racing than this.
13: Between the two, is there anything that you could take over besides Jerry Schaefer? I mean, both cars run the six hundred two motor, um, and that's I don't know if there's any shock technology that you could take between the two. But is there anything else? Um,
19: you know, besides safety equipment, like I run the same five point harness on this car that I, as I do in the modified. Um, But and the motors the same. I'd say the carburetor and all that is the same as well. Um, But you know, besides that, there's not a lot of similarities. I would say setup-wise, you're looking at the the asphalt car being a lot more complex, trying to and a lot more like uh, minor like minor adjustments can make a big change on the track. Whereas on dirt, you can make a big adjustment and can just do a small change. Uh, But you know, there's there's I would say the similarities are very small but when you notice them they're pretty much the same
13: how do you as a driver get into mindset and have you ever ran them both on the same weekend
19: i've never ran both on the same weekend i've i've ran a friday saturday race before running friday at raceway seven and saturday here at jennerstown um but i would say mindset wise um you know being on dirt You have to be smart but you can also be aggressive really really aggressive on dirt um hoping the car sticks that is i would say here you have to have a careful mindset and knowing where you got to run and you know try not to you know wreck your competitors in the process there's there's a lot of factors in between both you know i would say i'm very thankful to run dirt uh first because it made me have the mindset of how to save a car or you know how to control a car that is you know, on the on the edge of you know breaking loose, um, but besides that, I'd say you know I'm I am i say both have their different mindsets, and I'm you know I'm very thankful to have both of them. Have
13: you ever thrown in a turn one, whether it be at Raceway Seven or Jennerstown or whatever, and caught yourself like, okay, I can't throw it, I gotta steer this one through the turn?
19: Yeah, there's been a couple times where it's the car will be either extremely tight or you know whatever it may be. And you just kinda have to figure it out how to make it work throughout the race. Um, you know, there's been a couple times where, you know, I went to turn one here at Jennerstown and, you know, the car, the front end would just not stick and it would push. So you had to figure out a different racing line, and that's where I figure out the top is a little bit better when my car is tighter, but you know, it, it depends on how how much grip you have. So some guys have a lot more grip on the bottom and will still pass you. You just gotta figure out what's gonna be best for your car in that situation
13: what does the future hold for uh Preston Cope we're we're coming at the end of the year here at Jennerstown uh you mentioned uh earlier you haven't had a dirt car out this year are you gonna go and uh take it back off Jerry and uh go run some dirt races or you know re, you know college coming up I mean what are the plans
19: so we're, I'm, I'm in college right now so class has just started like a week a week or so ago um so I'm doing that on top of racing right now but um You know, for racing plans, I'm hoping to run some dirt. Uh, We'll see what, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Um, You know, as for next year's plans, everything's, you know, still up in the air. We're going to see if we can get a couple more sponsors, help out with, you know, tires and fuel. And, uh, you know, see where we can go from there, make this car a little bit faster for next year. Let's go ahead now
13: while we have an opportunity and thank the marketing partners and pit crew that keep the model uniform one-stop auto sales pro stock on the track.
19: Yeah, I would like to thank Jerry Schaefer Racing, uh, Model Uniforms, uh, Abruzzi uh, Torque Converters. Uh, you know, we, get, we got a lot of great partners with them. Um, uh, I'd like to thank Champion Med-Express as well and all those uh, sponsors that we've had. Chain uh, Izzo for doing the graphics on my car last year. They're, they've been holding up great. I'd like to thank that, you know, Jennerstown Speedway, NASCAR for all their support for our class. Um, and I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, my grandpa. Uh, I'd like to thank Pat Parlock for, you know, helping us figure out this car all year long. He's been a huge help. I'd like to thank my girlfriend, Emma. She's been, you know, the one keeping, keeping my head on straight all year long. Uh, and, yeah, and anybody else who else helped lend a hand on this car, you've been a huge help all year long, and I thank you all very, very dearly. Ray Sands,
13: be sure to keep an eye on Preston Cope. Whether it's dirt or asphalt, this kid's going to the front. Thank you, Preston.
1: Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive
3: in South Heights. I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rappin' on Racing. And I thank them.
0: If tomorrow all the things were gone, Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say, To ain't no doubt
1: number one motorsports talk show today's program was
4: brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states
1: have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on racing
0: stand on it come on y'all stand on it